Hello, family and friends. The title of today's message is, What Are We Doing at Midnight? Let's pray. Gracious Heavenly Father, we come today excited about what you have to share with us in your word. We know that your word is a living thing, and it'll help change our lives if we let it, Father. We choose to let the word change us, to be more like you, going from glory to glory, Father. Thank you for helping us. In Jesus' precious name, amen. Well, folks, we're going to talk today about what are we doing at midnight? You know, we are called to live for Jesus all day long. But I want to talk today about what we are doing at midnight in the dark hours of the night. You know, Satan loves darkness, spiritually and naturally. That is why there is so much evil going on at midnight in the dark hours of the day. The devil does his best work through his followers during those dark hours. Sadly, the people in those dark hours think they are happy and having fun, but the world's temporary pleasures only produce death. But living for God gives us true joy and peace, and it lasts for an eternity. Well, let's start today in Acts 16.25 in the New King James Bible. But at midnight, Paul and Silas were praying and singing hymns to God, and the prisoners were listening to them. Folks, you know that people are watching us and listening to us all day, whether it is at midnight or during the day. We are called to be a bright light in this dark world. So to some people, we may be one of the few bright lights around them all day that show them the way to Jesus. You know, the drinking establishments are full of people at midnight. Weekend house parties are going strong at midnight. Sexual perversion is prominent at midnight and in the dark hours. But Paul and Silas were praying and singing to God at midnight, and the other prisoners were listening to them. Now let's back up in this scripture to Acts chapter 16 from the Amplified Bible, starting in verse 1. Now Paul traveled to Derbe and also to Lystra. A disciple named Timothy was there, the son of a Jewish woman who was a believer in Christ. However, his father was a Greek. Folks, so one thing I would like to point out is that Paul was on the move for God. He wasn't just sitting at home waiting for someone to show up at his house. He was working with God. Now verse 4, as they traveled from town to town, they delivered the decrees decided on by the apostles and elders who were in Jerusalem for the churches to observe. Five, so the churches were strengthened in faith and they continually increased in number day after day. My friends, another point about what Paul was doing is that they were sharing their faith in Jesus Christ, the Word of God. And the churches were strengthened in faith and they were growing. So things were going well for Paul. Sometimes we think that when things are going well, they will always be perfect without any hindrances. When we serve God, the devil will try to mess with us. Now verse 6, Now they passed through the territory of Frisia and Galatia after being forbidden by the Holy Spirit to speak the word in the west coast providence of Asia Minor. 
9. Then a vision appeared to Paul in the night. A man from the Roman province of Macedonia was standing and pleading with him, saying, Come over to Macedonia and help us. 10. And when he had seen the vision, we, including Luke, tried to go on into Macedonia at once, concluding that God had called us to preach the gospel to them. Folks, another great point about Paul before the jail event was he was listening to the Holy Spirit and obeying the Holy Spirit. Many Christians try to serve God with a 9-volt battery Holy Spirit instead of the high-powered generator that He truly is. 12. And from there we came to Philippi, which is a leading city of the district of Macedonia, a Roman colony. We stayed on in this city for several days. Verse 13b, And we sat down and began speaking to the woman who had come there. 14. A woman named Lydia from the city of Thyatira, a dealer in purple fabrics, who was already a worshiper of God, listening to us. And the Lord opened her heart to pay attention and to respond to the things said by Paul. 15. And when she was baptized, along with her household, she pleaded with us, saying, If you have judged me and decided that I am faithful to the Lord, a true believer, come to my house and stay. And she persuaded us. My friends, Lydia was the first convert in Europe. People were coming to Jesus. Don't be deceived thinking that when you lead people to Jesus, that the devil or their party friends will just leave you alone. We're in a fight, but it's a spiritual fight. But we have God on our side, so we can't lose, praise God. 16. It happened that as we were on our way to the place of prayer, we were met by a slave girl who had a spirit of divination, that is a demonic spirit claiming to foretell the future and discover hidden knowledge. And she brought her owners a good profit by fortune-telling. 17. She followed after Paul and us and kept screaming and shouting, These men are servants of the Most High God. They are proclaiming to you the way of salvation. 18. She continued doing this for several days. Then Paul, being greatly annoyed and worn out, turned and said to the spirit inside her, I command you in the name of Jesus Christ as his representative to come out of her. And it came out in that very moment. 19. When her owners saw that their hope of profit was gone, they seized Paul and Silas and dragged them before the authorities in the marketplace where trials were held. Folks, now Paul was casting out demons and taking away their huge profits. It is like the abortion industry of today. Huge profits for sin. And they don't like it when you try to take their money or their selfishness away. They think we own our bodies, but we don't. We've been bought with the precious blood of Jesus, and he hates the hands that shed innocent blood. People make all the excuses they want, but that doesn't change God. It just makes them an enemy of God. 20. And when they had brought them before the chief magistrates, they said, These men who are Jews are throwing our city into confusion and causing trouble. 21. They are publicly teaching customs which are unlawful for us as Romans to accept or observe. 22. The crowd also joined in the attack against them, 
and the chief magistrates tore their robes off them in order that Paul and Silas be beaten with rods. Twenty-three, after striking them many times with rods, they threw them into prison, commanding the jailer to guard them securely. Twenty-four, he having received such a strict command, threw them into the inner prison, or the dungeon, and fastened their feet in the stocks in an agonizing position. My friends, what if you or I took Paul or Silas's place in that prison? Would it be easy to think, Father God, we've been serving you faithfully, preaching the word, leading people to Jesus, casting out demons, and now this? We get beaten and thrown into prison? Woe is me. But what did Paul and Silas do? Verse 25, But about midnight when Paul and Silas were praying and singing hymns of praise to God, and the prisoners were listening to them, Folks, at midnight, Paul and Silas were praying, singing hymns of praise to God. Wow, what an example for all of us. In serving God, even in the tough times, reaps benefits. Verse 26, Suddenly there was a great earthquake, so powerful that the very foundations of the prison were shaken, and at once all the doors were opened, and everyone's chains were unfastened. 27a, When the jailer, shaken out of sleep, saw the prison doors open, he drew his sword and was about to kill himself, thinking that the prisoners had escaped. 28. But Paul shouted, saying, Do not hurt yourself. My friends, putting our trust in God will produce fruit in our lives. The prison was shaken and the doors opened, and then, of course, the jailer and his family got saved and the devil got embarrassed, praise God. Let's talk about one more thing in the Bible that happened at midnight. Luke 11:5 in the Amplified Bible. Then he said to them, Suppose one of you has a friend and goes to him at midnight and says, Friend, lend me three loaves of bread. Folks, as I said earlier, we are to serve the Lord all day long. But is that easier to do during the day? Will we get out of bed or help someone at an inconvenient time or just when it is good for our schedule? Let's all choose to serve God all day long including at midnight. Praise God. Let's pray. Father, thank you, your merciful God. We choose to follow you, to serve you at midnight and all day long, Father. When we've missed you, we repent, Father, and thank you that we improve every day in our walk with you. Thank you for helping us. In Jesus' precious name, amen. Well, folks, you can contact us at 812-449-8147. We love you all. Please go talk to someone about Jesus today. And remember, Jesus thought about you on the cross at Calvary.